Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh. And if you're watching live, or if you're watching on the YouTube channel, check us out, Believe Podcast Network. You can tell by the Hawaiian shirt and the sunglasses and this lovely Caesar that I have here. That it's vacation time, right? Because that's what happens. The season ends. We pack our bags. And it's just vacation time until training camp starts up. It's the off season now, right? We're all on vacation. Wrong. There is no off season in the NFL. And there is no off season at Believe. As always, I am here to work. Although... Side note from that, if I can get this shirt off, I will be keeping the Caesar because it is quite delicious. And on a side note for all of you out there, if you are making a Caesar or a Bloody Mary, don't use vodka. You need to grow up and you need to use gin or preferably bourbon like in this one, like an adult, because vodka is the worst kind of spirit to make any drink with. I'm not kidding. There is always a better option, no matter what your drink is. Don't go with vodka. Go with gin, go with bourbon, go with anything else. Prove me wrong. I guarantee you cannot. But anyways, the Believe in Lions podcast will be bringing you the same fantabulous content throughout the entire offseason. Conversations with our rivals are going to be coming up. Like, like... Packers Pro Bowl guard and host of On My Block, Mike Wall, who we got to talk to a little while ago, or conversations with our rivals, host of the Believe in Bears, a rising star in Chicago, Joey Christopoulos. Coming next week, too, so be on the lookout for that. And conversations with Detroit legends like my co-host Jerry Ball, and his best friends Ray Crockett, Lomas Brown, and Herman Moore. So, all throughout the offseason, we here at Believe in Lions are here to bring you those incredible conversations. All the playoff hype, news, and gambling that you can handle. And, trust me, there's going to be a lot of news and a lot to bet on for this coming playoffs. But before we get into all of that, you've got to use Bet Online to make those bets because Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year. 
And as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, remember that Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new des- updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. But now for that news we talked about, because the Houston Texans have fired their head coach, David Culley. In this humble journalist, analyst, podcaster's opinion, that was a mistake. Getting four wins from this Houston Texans team was extremely impressive. They Houston is in shambles, but reading a little bit further into it, David Culley only guaranteed two years on his contract, which seems a little funny. So they only have to pay him for one year. Unfortunately, he was set up for failure. It sucks, but that's what the NFL does. It chews you up. It spits you out because life is unfair in the NFL. And of course, that will probably be proven when they sign Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator, to be their head coach. So that he can join best friends Jack Easterby, the chaplain kind of running the team, and general manager Nick Casario. So best of luck to the Texans. But this is Alliance Podcast, remember. So we got to talk about Detroit. And Calvin Johnson is back in the building? What is this? Calvin Johnson back in the den bringing it up on the live stream now back in the den hashtag Megatron hashtag lions hashtag Detroit. And that is Calvin Johnson's beautiful masked face. Calvin, we hope this means you're coming home. We, and when I say we myself and Jerry ball, we cannot wait for the lions to make amends with you to get you back into this lions family. So, Looks like we're heading in the right direction. Honestly, a New Year's present for all of us. I am just so happy that things are even moving in a positive direction with Calvin Johnson. The Lions needed that. They needed that to get karma off their back. Now we are rolling in the right direction on Calvin. The organization is healing and we are building something special in Detroit. And part of that building process will come at the Reese's Senior Bowl, where Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions have been selected to coach. And you may remember that Matt Patricia was the coach at the Senior Bowl a couple years ago, and it didn't really help anything. But new organization and new format as well, because for the first time in the history of the Senior Bowl, It's not head coach runs everything. No, no, no. 
The head coach is going to be a manager this time around. Dan Campbell, he's going to sit back more of an advisory capacity. And instead, he will promote members of his staff to run different roles. So maybe Aaron Glenn becomes the head coach of the Lions for the Senior Bowl. And that showcases Aaron Glenn's ability to teams around the league and what he can do. It helps everyone. And moving on and going further down the ladder, maybe this is how the Lions pick their offensive coordinator. Maybe they let Deuce Staley call plays for half of the game, and maybe they let Ben Johnson, the tight ends coach, call for the other half. It's a great idea because a lot of these assistant coaches just don't get the credit that they deserve, and it's through no fault of their own. They're just out there doing their job, and a lot of the best coaches do it quietly. They they have no need to put themselves out there because they just care about their job. So this new system at the Senior Bowl is exciting because it will let some of these Lions assistants flourish, show to the world what they can do. And I know maybe you're thinking, Jack, uh, what are you talking about? We, we can't afford to show off these guys and lose Aaron Glenn. He's already getting interviews with the Broncos. Well, you know what? Good people, you never want to hold a good person back. In business, in life, you never want to hold a good person back. So as much as I want Aaron Glenn to stay with the Lions forever as defensive coordinator, you have to let things go sometimes. Aaron Glenn will become a head coach in the league someday, and he deserves it. Same with potentially Aubrey Pleasant and Deuce Staley as well. There's lots of coaches here that deserve a chance to shine, and the Senior Bowl will allow that. And it's not just this change with the assistant coaches' rules either. Four coaches from HBCUs, and that is historically black college and university, will be a part of the Senior Bowl this year. They're going to be, I don't know if it's four total, and they'll rotate between the two teams, whether because the Jets were also announced to the Senior Bowl. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if it will be two of the coaches assigned per team. We'll have a lot to talk about with the Senior Bowl coming up, but the reason for that is they will be taking part in all of the on-field coaching, position meetings, nightly staff evaluations, and that way... This connects coaches, front office people, with HBCU coaches and personnel. And hopefully that helps the players at these HBCUs, these historically black college and universities. And hopefully it helps the coaches as well. Because, again, a lot of the time, these great assistant coaches go overlooked through no fault of their own. They're just doing their job, working hard, and they just don't get the media coverage that say a Josh McDaniels gets and no, no shade on Josh McDaniels. I quite like him as an offensive coordinator, but it's just that kind of mindset is it's all about who, you know, in the NFL, this way we get a chance to let these coaches at historically black college and universities get to know personnel in the NFL, make these connections and hopefully build the HBCUs up, build the NFL up, And it just makes the product of football a better thing and a more inclusive place to work, to watch, and to play in. So I'm very excited about all of these changes. And 
some of you may poo-poo the Senior Bowl. I don't know why you would, but remember, the Senior Bowl, when you look at the stats, 106 players last year were selected in the 2021 NFL Draft. 41% of the entire NFL Draft class came from the Senior Bowl. These are pro-ready players, and you get to see best on best. You get to compare Justin Herbert live versus, uh, I can't even remember who was at the Senior Bowl that year with him because it was, Justin Herbert was so much better than, uh, I'm not even going to try to guess, but you get to compare them to their peers. Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, you get to see what makes them so special. Same with other players like Antonio Gibson. He was over wide receiver for crying out loud at Memphis. He finally was allowed to play running back and shine. There's plenty of stories like this. Usually the people that stand out at the senior bowl are players that you want on your roster because when you can shine against the best in the country, what more do you need? Obviously, there's more to it than that makes you a great pro. You have to learn the study habits, all of that, the work ethic. But if you can beat your peers one-on-one, best-on-best, that's something special. And so the Lions will have a first-hand chance to figure out who is special in this draft class among Senior Bowl participants. And we'll break it down because there's a lot to like. when We'll... I'll admit, I have a lot more research to do on these college prospects. But in my defense, I've been focusing on the Lions all season, and I've got the fantasy football stuff on the side with important nonsense. It was all NFL, and I apologize for being under-informed about these college prospects. But I know a little bit, and I know enough to be excited about some of these prospects that the Lions will get to coach firsthand. So... Although we don't have to worry about running back, there's still some pretty great names. And I really hope the Lions don't draft a running back because think about it. We've got DeAndre Swift for at least, no, this was season two. So we've got at least two more seasons of DeAndre Swift. We've got Craig Reynolds locked up for another year. We've got Jamal Williams locked up for another year. And Jamar Jefferson, we have locked up for another three years. So we don't need to worry about that. Don't draft a running back, in my opinion. If you do, there are some stars like Brian Robinson from Alabama, James Cook, the brother of our rival Dalvin Cook with the Vikings. So maybe we do that to get a little sibling rivalry. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the St. Brown brother on the Lions, a lot better than the St. Brown brother on the Packers. So maybe, maybe the Lions sprinkle in a little sibling rivalry, manufacture some hype that way. Also, Michigan's Hassan Haskins and Arizona State's Rashad White, they're rising in the ranks as well. Senior Bowl will be a big opportunity for them. And same with tight end, similar to running back. I don't really want us to draft one. And TJ Hawkinson, maybe he does walk, but we have him for two years left on his rookie contract. So I'd understand maybe if you want to draft one to develop, but that's kind of Brock Wright's job. And I don't know if we really want to go all young at tight end. Like I was talking about on the podcast last week, 
or sorry, earlier this week. I want a big blocking tight end with experience that can set the edge. I don't need another pass catcher. We have that. Hawkinson's great at that. Brock Wright, he's developing. We need someone with experience to set the edge. If you are looking for a tight end, though, it's a really strong class. Coastal Carolina's Isaiah Likely, Colorado State's Trey McBride, Iowa State's Charlie Kohler, and Ohio State's Jeremy Ruckert. They're all standouts, and I'm sure Jerry will be excited about his fellow SMU Mustang, Grant Calcatera, at the Senior Bowl. Positions we could use a little bit of help at. Offensive line, it's more of a depth thing, because... If the Lions listen to what I want, and I think what we should all want, Hal Vitae returns as the right guard. He's the only question mark on this offensive line because of his $10 million salary, but $10 million for an above average to good starting guard, that's that that's pretty fair price. I'm not, don't touch the offensive line. We have, for the first time, we should be able to see us enter the season with Taylor Decker at left tackle. Should be able to see Jonah Jackson at left guard. Should be able to see Frank Ragnow at center. Should be able to see Hal Vitae right guard. And should be able to see right tackle Panay Sewell. So, I love that. But, you can always find values and depth later in the draft at offensive line. Especially when it comes to the senior bowl. So that's why it's so good that the lions are getting to work one-on-one with these players because they don't need them now, but they might down the road. And so that's why working with, I'd say the crown jewels of this offensive line class, we have the left tackle from Northern Iowa, small school guy, not a small man, six foot seven, 321 pounds, Trevor Penning. Gave up just one sack, and we love our small school offensive linemen, giving them a chance to grow and develop. That's one of the rising stars. Same with the Kentucky right tackle, the mauler, Darian Kennard, six foot five, 345 pounds, with a 91.9 PFF grade. So there's those two, and there is the six foot nine, 380 pound, a literal Minnesota mountain, Daniel Falele. And the left tackle at Minnesota, the mountain of a man. I'm excited to see him at the Senior Bowl. I really hope that we get to see Dan Campbell work one on one with Daniel Falele because, oh, the the sound bites, the sound bites that will come from that. And still, Kennard and Falele, they we don't need offensive tackles right now, but they could fill in because the Lions like these massive guards like Vitae. So I'm just saying, offensive line depth could be a thing to target in this class. Same with wide receiver, although. I'm not terribly excited about the receivers at the senior bowl. And part of that is because I really value age adjusted production and it's not the be all end all. There's exceptions to every rule, but I truly 
am impressed when juniors dominate and freshmen dominate and then come out as juniors. That tells me that a young teenager beating up on full-grown men in the NCAA, that tells me something special about this player. And it doesn't always work. But when you look at guys like A.J. Brown at wide receiver, like D.K. Metcalf, all of these early declares, that is what gets me exceptionally hyped. And that's why I'm a big fan of Traylon Burks from Arkansas, of Drake London from USC, and from of Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Those are the three wide receivers that I really, really hope the Lions target with their second first-round pick. But for the Senior Bowl, there's still stuff to like here. It's not all bad. It's quite a bit of good, honestly, because Penn State's Jahan Dotson. If anyone watched a Penn State game at all this season, you were left scratching your head. How does a school this reputable not have anyone to get this star of the ball? Jahan Dotson is extremely talented. He's probably going to go in the second round, maybe fall to the third, but I'm very, very excited to see him perform at the Senior Bowl. Same with South Alabama's Jalen Tolbert. And we talk about age-adjusted production. Jalen Tolbert, throughout his college career, was just commanding a massive share of the targets, of the touchdowns. And I know, you'll say, South Alabama, oh, I don't know about that. No, 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 no. This is a talented young man. This is a reputable school. Stop looking at the name of the university and start looking at what actually happened. Jalen Tolbert, throughout his career, dominated, no matter the competition. That's all you can ask. So those are the two wide receivers that I'm excited to see. And unfortunately, I know even less about the defensive class here. I I know. I apologize. I have let you all down. And I will be better in the future when it comes to this draft class. Anything about the Lions, though? I'm your guy. We'll work on the draft class stuff. Defensive class, though, there are a couple names that I'm excited about. The one, linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. These Utah linebackers this year, so athletic, so fast, and it seems as though Utah is almost a linebacker factory. Cody Barton, he is one of the better special teamers in Seattle, and he's starting to earn more playtime. Utah is just one of these schools that produces pro-ready players. Same, it looks like, with Cincinnati at defensive back, Kobe Bryant the corner on the outside and Brian cook, the slot corner. They're both going to be at the senior bowl. haven't heard about sauce Gardner yet. I would love, love to see sauce Gardner at the senior bowl. We'll see if it happens, but Kobe Bryant and Brian cook from the Cincinnati Bearcats. Those are two names in the secondary that I am very much looking at because they can move around. They are lockdown corners. And I know I said on the podcast earlier this week that we don't need to touch corner. We have four starters locked in. We just saw with the Baltimore Ravens. You need depth at corner. They lost two of their starting corners before the season even started. Lost another five or six of them throughout the year. 
corner is too important of a position to just rest on. You always, always need to add more talent at CB. So I'll be happy if they take any of those players. And then the defensive line at the Senior Bowl is what really gets me excited because we have Kingsley Inagabare from South Carolina. And we have, sorry, he's an edge rusher. should clarify that. On the interior, we have Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. He's the guy in all of the Jordan Davis pictures, the comparison, number 95. Jordan Davis, he's the, what, seven foot 11, 475-pound nose tackle from Georgia that moves like a train. And then there's Devontae Wyatt, the six foot three, 300 pound defensive tackle that just looks so small next to Jordan Davis, but he is an extremely talented football player. I'm excited to see him at the senior bowl and same with Ohio state sending two players, not just one always love those Ohio state defensive linemen back from chase young, the Bosa's we've got Draymond Jones with the Denver Broncos always, always intrigued by Ohio state defensive linemen this year at the senior bowl. We have two Tyreek Smith, the edge rusher and Haskell Garrett, the interior rusher. So plenty of talent at the senior bowl that we're going to be looking at with the Detroit lions. I will gather more information as it comes to me. I'll do some research and I will keep you updated throughout the senior bowl season. But it's not just Detroit Lions info either. We will keep you updated throughout the playoffs on each and every matchup because there's just too many bets to make. There's a lot of information out there. And that's why you need to use a betonline.ag and bet use because they have the best lines and the best odds, just all of it. So starting off Saturday, 430. And I love Saturday NFL. I truly do. And this is one of the more exciting games, in my opinion, because they two teams played earlier this season and the Raiders defensive line gave Joe Burrow fits. I don't expect that to happen again. So Bengals 35-26. Yes, that is right. With a five point over or five point spread Bengals favored. I have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tiger King smoking Joe Burrow winning by eight. So Bengals covering easily and with 34 to 26, that's 60 points. Absolutely smashes the 48 and a half point over under on bet online. Then we look at the night game for Saturday and just Thank you, NFL. You have just given us so much content for this playoff offseason or this playoff postseason. So many good games. Game number two, Patriots versus Bills. Bill Belichick versus Sean McDermott. They're one and one this season. So now we get the rubber match in the playoffs. Buffalo favored by four with a 44 point over under. And I'm taking it. 23-21 for the Buffalo Bills on a last-second Tyler Bass field goal. Because remember, they've played twice. Sean McDermott clearly has some level of disdain for Bill Belichick, some level of animosity because of their rivalry. 
this is going to be very competitive. It's going to be very close. So take the Patriots to cover, but 23-21, that's a push on the 44-point over-under, so we're not touching that. Now we're on to Sunday. You wake up, you sleep in, no shower Sunday is what we like to call it in my house. One o'clock, Eagles at Buccaneers. Tampa Bay favored by eight and a half with a 45 and a half point over under. And those numbers are quite shocking to me because it started as a 48 point over under. Apparently the betting public thinks this is going to be a defensive struggle. No. Jalen Hurts is a rising star. Jalen Hurts is going to surprise people against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I don't think the Bucs are going to lose. You can take them on the money line, but 30 to 27 Tampa Bay, that's a three point win. They grossly fail, fail to cover the eight and a half point spread. And with that, it's 57 points. So smash that over. I am so confused by the direction Vegas is heading in. Now it's 430. You've had a nice afternoon. Turn on the TV, flip the channel. 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. The historic rivalry throughout history. San Francisco, Dallas. Cowboys favored by three at home with a 51 point over under. And I'm sorry to all 49ers fans out there. I don't think this is particularly close. Cowboys win 27-17, a 10-point win with a 44-point total. So we're taking the Cowboys to cover, and we're taking the under. And, unfortunately, with this disappointing showing against a dominant Cowboys defense, I think it's the last we'll see of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, and it will be Trey Lance's time to shine. Now it's the night game, and if you're like me, you get to enjoy all day of football, making notes, looking forward to the rest of the week. 8-15, Steelers at Kansas City. Kansas City, 12.5-point favorites with a 46-point over-under, and we can't have all good games, I know. Even with the expansion to seven teams per conference, I'm shocked that we have mostly good games, but Steelers versus Kansas City will not be one of them because Ben Roethlisberger is done. I'm sorry, but he's done. He should have retired last offseason. He can't do it anymore. It takes him 50 pass attempts to not reach 250 yards. It's, it's tragic. So, Kansas City smash that over 12 and a half points. They're going to win by 14 in a 31 to 17 victory. And that 17 is going to be misleading too. Most of those points, if not all of them are going to come with this game out of hand. They're going to flirt with the backdoor cover, but Kansas City covers wins by 14 and it's a 48 point total, which means we're taking the over on the over under. And then one final game for the first time ever Monday night football during the NFL playoffs. And this one just might be the best game of the weekend. The Los Angeles Rams play host 
to the Arizona Cardinals as four point favorites with a 49 and a half point over under. So Vegas is expecting fireworks, a shootout, a track meet, and a close game. I think it's close, but I still think that Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams and Sean McVay are just all around better than the sum of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Rams win 32-27, five-point win for the LA Rams. And Lions fans will be upset that I'm rooting for the Rams because, oh, it hurts our draft pick. You know what? Matthew Stafford can go on a run and make the Super Bowl. It's worth it. I don't care about the draft pick at that point. I'm just excited to see a man who gave so much to Detroit and the Lions franchise, the Detroit community, just everything about Matthew Stafford gave his all to this community. I wish him the best. So five-point win for the Rams, 59-point total. So we're taking the over on that as well. And that does it for this playoff weekend. I know it seems as though the season has flown by. I can't believe we're already at wildcard weekend, but the party doesn't stop. Not throughout this entire off season. Believe in lions is here throughout the off season, the senior bowl, the draft free agency training camp. We're going to be here to give you the best lions, uh, information that you can find. So thank you once again for tuning in. And until then, I will see you next time. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.